Hey, witches, bitches, and astro hoes. Thanks for joining me while we explore what's going on in the sky, in the ground, and the magic that lies between. Hey everyone, welcome to my very first episode. I'm so excited. So I want to start by introducing myself. I'm Erica and I go by Aerie. It's it's just a nickname that I had in childhood and I I had started a witchy Instagram in um, in 2020 or 2021 or something a couple years ago. And it just kind of like had a little ring to it, airy, and so I thought airy, airy astrology. So, um, but yes, my real name is Erica. I am a Cancer Sun, Aries Moon, and Sag Rising, and I have a a Leo Mercury in the ninth. So, welcome to my Leo Mercury podcast, everyone. <laughs> um, I I did have a podcast with my sister, who also has uh, Mercury in Leo. And what I learned doing that podcast is um, you're never really going to be ready and to just go for it and it's not going to be perfect and there's going to be a lot of tweaking and growing and getting better. So thanks for sticking with me if you choose to. (laughs) I can promise you this gets better. (laughs) I know from experience. And it is a little bit strange too, because I did have that podcast with my sister and we could like banter and riff off each other. Um, And so it might take me a little bit of time to get used to um, just speaking into into the void, what it seems like. So for the last seven months, I have been um, pretty intensely studying Hellenistic astrology. And after a lifetime of being interested in astrology and kind of knowing like the basic stuff. I remember as a child, um, just really being into sun signs and trying to figure out people in my family, like what their signs are. And, um, as we know, there's so much more to astrology than just sun signs. Um, but in the nineties, you know, as a, as a child doing what I could with what I knew, (laughs) Um, I also started picking up tarot at that point, just looking through the cards. It was almost like a book to me. Like I would just look through them, look at the pictures and everything was beautiful. And I would line them up and imagine like a little story, which was really great because that's basically what tarot is now. Like (laughs) that's all it is. Uh, I was also raised Wiccan and I I am trying to be a more practicing witch right now. It is hard. I find... I'm a mom and I work and do so much. So sometimes it really does, life just gets in the way. Just learning how to incorporate those practices into the everyday. Not everything has to be such a huge grand um, gesture, like just doing little tiny witchy things. So I'd love to take you guys along that little journey with me as well. Just to have like an everyday magical practice and how to incorporate it into like your everyday life. So yeah, that's that's basically me. <laughs> a little bit of my background. I really look forward to us like getting to know each other. So I thought that I would start today off by pulling a card and I've been using the Lightseer's Tarot by um, Chris Ann Donnelly. And this is my favorite, favorite deck. I think that my 
my journey in tarot, I kind of started off using the Robin Wood deck as a child because that's just what my mom had. And, um, of course, went to the Rider Waite Smith deck like everyone does naturally. It was okay. I, I didn't really ha grow my confidence until I picked up this deck and just really connected with it. I think that's so important is so if you're starting on your tarot journey and you're kind of feeling like you're not connecting, definitely just get something that, that like vibes with you. Um, and so today I pulled the Ace of Cups, which is so perfect. Um, so the Ace of Cups message from the Light Sears deck, my heart is open and filled with love. And how perfect is that? The significations of this card are um, sowing new seeds, uh, new connections, um, newfound emotions, like opening up your heart, awakening, some positive outcomes, creativity, bliss. Like it's just such a, an expanding card. And I thought, you know, how perfect. Um, the question and what I was meditating when I was shuffling and pulling this card was just, what do we need to see right now? And I think after such a messy couple months we've all had with um, with some really interesting transits, <laughs> it's it's nice to have a little um, a little message of optimism. So yay! <laughs> and um, I felt called to pull my ocean jasper crystal. So I'm new to to crystals and still learning. And if you are too, like yay! <laughs> There's so much out there and there's so much conflicting information. So it's really been difficult to find like correct answers and ethical um, sources to buy from. Finding out like what's real, what's not real. So it's it's been a little struggle. So I have this Ocean Jasper Tower that I bought at a market. I always ha pull like smoky quartz or obsidian or just, you know, the chaos crystals and protection because apparently that's what I've needed the last couple of years. And it was um it was interesting to feel so called to this one because it's so gentle compared. Um so ocean jasper is really healing for the throat chakra. So that represents like clear communication. So perfect for the first episode of the podcast. It opens up the heart chakra which is great for healing, and um, it opens up the solar plexus chakra, which is um, power, willpower, motivation, manifestation. Um, so yeah, that's like super, super great. I'm, I'm really like loving that. So if you guys have questions about, um, about crystals or if you've been trying to expand what you're working with or figuring out how, like, how to go about learning about this hit me hit me up with questions and we can kind of figure it out together I would say the best thing when you're shopping don't go in with don't go in with like I want this this and this like don't go in with a list because then you're gonna block out the things that you might need in that moment um, but definitely go in like a little educated on um, spotting a, a real crystal as opposed to like fake. I once bought a piece of glass that I thought was green obsidian. <laughs> and then upon further research, um, it's glass. It's dyed glass. So whatever, it's pretty, but 
um, if you if you research a little bit, you can avoid those mistakes. And it is important when you think that you're you're calling in an energy that it's it's really there. And that's another thing. Buying from ethical sources is just be responsible. I think that goes without saying, because if you're working with these energies, they should have, um, you know, come from a good place. So yay crystals and yay tarot. (laughs) I think that's such a great, um, such a great combo for the opening episode of this super fun (laughs) tarot-y, gardening-y, astro pod. (laughs) And going into, um, I just want to do like the transits of the week each week, just so it kind of keeps me accountable in learning and keeping track of what's going on. And just so we're all kind of aware of like energies happening in the air. Um, So today's June 1st, Thursday, June 1st, and I'll be releasing this tomorrow. I think Friday is a great day for a pod, you know, going into the weekend. So starting June 2nd, we have Venus trine Neptune. Venus being about relationships and connections beauty, abundance, luxury, leisure, and making this harmonious trine of the nature of Jupiter. Um, So expansion, kind of like a helping hand, a little bit of support to Neptune, dreamy, (laughs) kind of some illusions. Um, So there's that to watch out for and kind of embrace. And then June 3rd, We have the moon entering fiery Sag, and we have the full moon in Sag, which is also really great. And just a reminder, I I wouldn't do like too much of manifesting during a full moon. Those are more like new moon things to do. Full moons are just a time to like kick back, really like reflect on the things that you have you know, celebrate, feel good. You could definitely do like a little gratitude exercises. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mostly just a time of like reaping the rewards, harvesting, if you will. On the same day, we also have Mercury conjunct Uranus. So super fun. And, uh, June 5th, we have the moon entering cap. I am doing like a little um, lunar gardening too. So I've been trying to really follow, um, really follow these moon phases. And we'll get into that in the next little part too. And on the same day, June 5th, we have Venus entering Leo. So that will be, that will be interesting. (laughs) Of course, it depends on where everything falls in your own personal chart. But this will definitely be a time of, uh, maybe having fun and being out there with with your partner or your loved ones, um, possibly changing up your look, being a little bit more brave, courageous, maybe like trying out new colors. Um, just we'll get into um, closer to just be careful of the retrograde happening later this summer. And then June 7th, we have the moon entering Aquarius. So yeah, that's, that's our week coming up. I must say like the last couple months, like all this (laughs) crazy, um, transits have, it's felt pretty heavy and we're out of eclipse season. Finally, 
so it's just it's nice to have like easy <laughs> transits like nothing wild is happening everything's pretty normal like we have venus and trines and it just feels really good so let's <laughs> stay positive <laughs> um if anyone else was kind of suffering with that like it's good we can do this <laughs> we're we're out of the woods for now which brings me into um, this new lunar gardening that I've been trying. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm still a very novice gardener as well. And I started in 2020, of course, like every millennial out here. Um, we were stuck at home. I had recently just moved in with my boyfriend, now husband, and uh, like a couple months before 2020, the the panini, the great panini, and you know, like a typical man's house, it needed a little bit of work. So my plan was to just go out and and just, you know, clean up the yard a bit, which, <laughs> and I was homeschooling too. My my son at the time was in grade five. And I was like, we'll take a break from remote learning today. It was sometime in May. And we'll just put a couple little plants in here. And it kind of just went wild from there. I didn't realize how much I needed that for my anxiety, how healing it would be. I would say like life changing <laughs> because before then, I would say I I wouldn't have been able to do to keep anything alive, even houseplants. Like I killed everything. I, no green thumb. It was too vast of a, um, too, too, too much to kind of tackle to even see like where to start. So I just never, I just never gave it a try. And of course, before that, I always lived in apartments and everything. So this is year three. The garden has expanded. I would say last year as well, I neglected everything <laughs> because I was planning a wedding and everything kind of just, you know, went to shit. So this year, this year, I'm like, I'm going to actually try. Our, our grocery costs, I'm in Ontario and it is outrageous. And I thought, I'm going to try to do a little victory garden. <laughs> um, Jupiter entering Taurus, really um, kind of bringing that light and attention to to our stability and what sustains us and our resources. And of course, that earthy, that earthy Taurus energy, um, I'm just like, I need to grow everything and learning about apothecary apothecary and uh, healing medicines and plant allies. It's been really interesting. <laughs> and I'm trying to do like a, a more, t taking a more permaculture approach where we don't use any chemicals. We keep, um, you know, quote unquote weeds in the garden. They're plant allies. They have important jobs to do. Yeah. So it's been a lot of learning, a lot of learning. <laughs> And a part of this is gardening by the lunar cycle. I'm a Cancer sun. I've always really felt connected to the moon. And it's really affected me. But I've never understood like how much. So I feel like gardening by the lunar cycle 
is just building that connection and really keeping a very close eye on the lunar phases, the signs the moon are in, and um, what it's doing physically to the earth. Because what it does to the earth, you know, it does it does it to us too. We're a part of nature. So I started this <laughs> little endeavor. I mean, it got a little warm early here for us in Canada. So I started gardening a couple weeks beforehand, which was stupid because we had frost. So I started May 7th and I started on a, a waning a waning gibbous moon in Sag. It was pretty good. So you get your, um, during the waning phase, you get your root veggies in there, um, your roses, uh, your perennials, um, trees, shrubs, whatnot, which was great because I love, I love roses and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll just get those in there. Um, who, who, uh, who doesn't want a couple more rose bushes, right? And the moon being in Sag, uh, fire sign, fire signs are a great time to plant fruits anything that like really produces something like sweet like that. So I got some blueberries in there, raspberries, strawberries. So we'll see. We'll see. The 13th, we started the the barren phase. So from the 13th to the 19th, which was the the new moon, was a rest period. So you don't want to be doing any planting during the barren phase. And the calendar I was following suggested mowing in this time, but we're not mowing in May, right guys? Like we don't, we don't do that. <laughs> um, it's not necessary. And we really do need those dandelions and the tall grasses for the insect. So Saturday, 20, the 20th, May 20th, um, we could start planting again. And, um, this was the waxing crescent in Gemini. So this was a great time for like the above, the above, um, ground plants, uh, leafy, lettuces, annuals, herbs, cucumbers, all of that. So I got those in, I think it was the 21st, which was really sucky because I, <laughs> I threw my back out and I couldn't really do very much. And I was kind of forcing my, my husband and son to do most of it. <laughs> yeah, it was like a forced break. <laughs> and then the, so from the 20th, on to the you know up until yesterday was a great time to just plant um to plant annuals so last weekend I got like my planters done the annual like pretty colorful flowers and everything so we'll see I'll take you guys along the journey we'll see if this is gonna produce more yeah I've also been really focusing on reusing composting recycling instead of buying fertilizer so I uh, yesterday <laughs> planted or um, watered with banana water, <laughs> which <laughs> is disgusting. <laughs> so you save your banana peels, you put it in a jar of water. I've put mine out on the deck. What I've, I've looked up says it needs to sit there for a day or two, but I'm lazy and I forgot about it. So it was there for a week. <laughs> So I use that and I reuse my coffee grinds too. And you really want to put those in your tomatoes and peppers and everything. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, it was a lot of effort. I'm extremely lazy and I hope that it pays off. <laughs> and if anyone else is gardening or like specifically gardening by the, the lunar cycle as well, I really want to hear about it and hear how your journey's going 
and um, yeah, we can kind of figure this out together. So wrapping up, I, I really loved um, when I had the podcast with my sister, we did a wreck every week. Um, and I really loved that because it kind of like brought in like the special things in our lives and got to share it with people. So and I really want to I really want to do that. I really want to share special things happening. So my recommendation for this week uh, is a book, a classic book that I picked up. It's called Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, An Inquiry into Values by Robert M. Piersig. Um, most of you have probably heard of it. I'm only on page 63 <laughs> and I'm proud of myself because it's not really the kind of book that I would normally read. I love like, you know, thriller, like action-y passion. So I'm really, really trying, <laughs> but I feel smarter already and it's a classic for a reason. So, um, I mean... You can't really judge a book until you get to like page 100 or like whatever that saying is. Um, so, so far, so good. I'll keep you guys updated on it. But basically, it is the story of a man who goes on a motorcycle, like cross-country motorcycle ride with his son and basically philosophizes or <laughs> ponders on um, what quality is. Um, how we live our life and how to live it better. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to just have those like those deep thinking books that really make you question, um, do I need to slow down? Uh, kind of like make us think about those fundamental fundamental questions. So if you're kind of like needing something, you know, more meaningful in your life, I would definitely pick it up. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode. I will be back next Friday and uh, we'll talk about the transits, pull some more cards and talk about crystals. Okay, guys, love you. Bye.